Hi, everyone. Welcome back to East Coast Haunts. I'm MK. And I'm Sam. And today we have a very special episode for you. As promised, we are back with our official Halloween Horror Nights Scare Zone and Haunted House rankings. We got back from our vacation uh, probably about a week and a half ago, and we are ready to talk. We've done lots of research. We have done um, lots of agonizing over these lists. We were just talking about how hard they were to rank. Lots of reflecting, lots of soul searching um, in the last week and a half (laughs) to figure out which house was going to go where. And I feel like it's been a long time coming because we have been looking forward to this event for like, I mean, we started talking about it like in early 2023, but I mean, we've been like really getting ready for it for like the last two months. So it's been a long time coming. Definitely. We've been, I've been obsessing over this event since probably mid-August. So yeah, like you said, long time coming. Um, but first, I think we should start with our scare zone ranking. So how this is going to work, it's going to be a little bit structured differently for the scare zones and the haunted houses. But basically, we're going to rank our scare zones number five to number one in terms of least to most favorite. And we're going to give you our favorite parts, our least favorite parts about the scare zones. But then when we get to our houses, we're going to give you our ranking out of 10. So like where they rank from 10 to one, 10 being our least favorite, one being our favorite. We're also going to give you a rating out of 10. So say if we really liked a house, it could be like a 9.5 out of 10. But if we didn't really like a house, it'll be like a 2.3 out of 10. And we're also going to give you our general comments on the house and our favorite scenes from the house. So just be aware that this is a very spoiler heavy episode. Yes. And honestly, I only think there's a couple days left of Halloween Horror Nights anyway. So if you're planning on going and you don't want spoilers, just come back in like a week and listen. Exactly. And, you know, squeeze every last drop you can out of this event because I have to say my expectations were high and they were pretty much every single one of them were was exceeded. I completely agree. Like food wise, atmosphere wise, scare zone wise, house wise. Pretty much everything exceeded expectations. There was a couple, there were a couple of disappointments that we are going to talk about that I think we agree on. Um, Definitely. But let's get into it. Should we start with the scare zones? Yes. Let's start with our least favorite scare zone. And um, chivalry is not dead, so I'll let you go first. Thank you, King. So I, by far, my least favorite scare zone was a collection of horrors. Mine too. Dr. Oz's collection of horrors. Um, I thought that it was just kind of like walking on the street and there's like one or two people, weird looking people or monsters, and you're just like, ooh, that's spooky. And then like you keep walking. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I think that maybe having more scare actors would have been great. Um, and also having a little bit more of a cohesive theme because the rest of these scare zones are so themed. This one, I was just kind of like, right. Okay. Exactly. I have the same thoughts here. All the sets seemed very scattered and it's not exactly a huge area. It's located in the production central area of the park. So if you can picture that, it's just right when you walk into studios. And besides the huge iconic like scaffolding with um, Halloween Horror Nights 
and people on stilts. Um, there was a Dr. Oddfellow doing a little bit of a show, which we really only got to catch like the tail end of, which was a little bit disappointing, but he did come out into the audience. We got a really cool up close look at him. We got a great picture that we'll post. Yeah. Yeah. All in all, um, it was a little bit underwhelming and I had a feeling it would be. So my, I wasn't too disappointed by this, but it was kind of the entry scare zone into the park. So I guess they were just kind of trying to ease you into it. But yes, the that's that was also my least favorite. So only up from here. Um, okay, now I got to go first. So I'm going to let you go first with your number four. I wonder if they'll be the same. Um, my number four was Shipyard 32. That was not mine. So go ahead and tell me why yours was uh, number four. Okay, so I felt like every time we walked through Shipyard 32, which for those of you that haven't listened to our intro episodes, um, is basically just Dr. Oddfellow shipped a bunch of creatures and oddities from all over Halloween Horror Nights history, and they all broke loose in the shipyard and started attacking workers. I thought it was really cool to see callbacks to classic monsters like Nosferatu and also (laughs) things from other events, uh, like the tooth fairies and stuff but it just seemed like a little bit congested like it got a little bit bottlenecked i never felt like i was truly able to appreciate this scare zone like i was the other ones it wasn't one that i really wanted to like hang out in it was just one that we kept walking through to get to other things it wasn't really a destination you know what i'm saying um i totally see what you're saying especially with the part where it's like it's not a destination it was just like a means to an end (laughs) to get to wherever we were going um so shipyard was my number three actually and i do agree with all your uh critiques the reason that i had it at three instead of four was i liked the area that it was located in better than the Mm -hmm. area of what i put for number four so what i put for number four was um dark zodiac I I I know it was really cool there's lots of like really cool creatures in that one definitely that might have had like the coolest creatures like lots of people on stilts and stuff but that one I felt like was kind of just like you just walk in a straight line from start to finish whereas shipyard you kind of like zigzag side to side to see like all the different creatures in cages so it was like a little bit more of an adventure but they were these two were like super close to me for me like they were neck and neck I completely agree because Zodiac is my number three. And there the it is. only reason that it didn't rank higher, because I did love the costumes, and I thought how each of the 12 Zodiacs were represented was really, really cool. Not quite sure why they had chainsaws in this area of the park. I just didn't think that-, that so- the- Thank you. I was like, it I just forgot- wasn't- I actually forgot about that. It, I guess it was just for, like, the shock factor, but the chainsaws, to me, did not make sense in this scare zone. They would have made more sense to me in a Shipyard 32 kind of vibe, because, like, maybe then you're like, oh, well, there's heavy machinery in a shipyard. Like, maybe there's a chainsaw in there. Why are there chainsaws in a dark Zodiac dimension? It just kind of, like, took me out of it a little bit, and it kind of felt like a cheap scare. But that being said, sets were awesome the light projections of the zodiac symbols was awesome 
Um, I loved seeing my Zodiac, which was a Leo. Some of the other ones, I think the best one was Scorpio, and I'm not biased. Towards- but I also loved the Gemini one, which had um, two faces. Yeah, oh. it was pretty. Oh, no, no, no. The Gemini one was the I'm one sorry. with two faces. And then Pisces was the one that looked like the fish, which was also my other favorite. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah, that was really cool. I'm, I'm like, not up to date on, like, the different Zodiac signs, if you can't tell. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll help you out. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was yeah, three. So that yeah, those were those were two solid ones. But then I know that my number one is going to be your number two, and your number two is going to be not my number one. So why don't you, you go do? ahead and tell me about? I I think I know what your number is. Your number one, Jungle of Doom. It is not. <gasps> okay, so then let's go ahead and talk about our number two. For both of us, which is Jungle of Doom. Perfect. Take it away. You got it. Okay. So this one was awesome. Um, Mary Kate, you can probably tell me exactly what area of the park. What is it? Like San Francisco? What is it in again? It was Central Park. Okay. Central Park. So there's lots of trees. There's uh, basically all the scare actors are pretty much like mutant insects of some sort, mostly. And then there's like a Dr. Oddfellow walking around in there. There was a lot of great, there are a lot of great scares here. Um, Even the people up on stilts would like quickly move and like bend over and scare you. Like it was, it was great. And people would be in those, these like little huts and they would pop out and scare you. Um, And there was a ton of fog, which I actually, I mean, sometimes the fog was like a little much, but it really allowed people to just like walk through and scare you out of nowhere because they didn't have to hide behind anything. Um, there were like giant bats and all those little eyes in the trees. So I loved it. I also loved the scare zone. I thought the fog was awesome. You're right. It was a little excessive at some points, but this scare zone really lived up to the see you in the fog motto. Um, And I thought that the costumes, especially in this scare zone went with the story so perfectly because the story behind this zone is that, Dr. Oddfellow ventured into the jungle of doom in search of this crystal skull that is able to um, mutate like living things into evil entities. And so the fact that you could identify what each demon was before it turned. So there was like a praying mantis one. There was a snake lady with like a rattler that got Sam and I quite a few times. There was like so this many times. huge bird on stilts um there were like these flower looking things this the costumes in this zone i think were unmatched yeah i completely agree um yeah so it was definitely hard to pick between this one and our number one why don't you mk go ahead and tell us about both of our number ones to start off with our number one was vamp 69 summer of blood and I thought that this scare zone was perfect. I loved it so much. It was in um, the New York area of the park. So like right across from Mummy, they had projections going in the windows. They had um, VW bugs out on the street. They had this huge bus that was painted in psychedelic colors. They had a fake stage that had band members that died in like extremely gruesome ways. Some guy had like a guitar neck stuck through his neck (laughs) that was was freaky freaky. but 
And then they had, like, all these, like, greaser-type vampires running around with, like, people's heads and, and um, like, a hookah pipe that they had someone's head on the top of. And um, some guy was, like, making a salad with another guy's head. It was the perfect amount of gory and fun. And the soundtrack, I have not stopped listening. I found it on Spotify, and I really have added every single song on there to my liked playlist. That is very, very true. I mean, I agree with everything you're saying. I think that the music helped it so much. And like, whereas the other scare zones, they could only really have like the creepy, I mean, the music was great, but like with this one, it was so cool to have like this like fun, happy music set to this like horrific, (laughs) this horrific background. (laughs) But my favorite part by far, which you already touched on, but like the actors like were like, they were so good. They were so funny. Um, I also think that granted that would be like the easiest, like if I was going to act in any of these, I would want to be an actor in Vamp 69. Um, I I don't know. There was just something about it. They were so funny and they got so many scares out of both of us. And you and I like, like, you know how you were saying, like, you were saying like shipyard 32, like, oh, like we have to walk through this to get to the next place. Like we walked through Mm -hmm. Vamp 69, like just for fun a couple of times. So I feel like that really yeah. speaks to like awesome. how good it was. It was it was so well made. So yeah, I'm glad that we both had that one for number one because that was definitely the best. Uh, the scare actors were awesome. They were so interactive. Sam and I at one point sat down to eat the like left behind ravioli. Um, and as we were like eating it, we finally got up and one of the scare actors was like, oh, you finally like getting out and moving into the zone. We were like, yeah, I was like, I was, I was like, wow. Now I'm insecure because we only sat down for like ten minutes max. I was like, you killing us. We walked like fifteen miles. Yeah, throughout that, the course, the walking was insane. I my like feet are still recovering. Like I have blisters Mine on too. my toes. But um, my feet those are still videos, like aching and later. The feet picks. The feet. <laughs> The feed picks are for our Patreons only. I'm sorry, only for top tier Patreons. Subscribe. <laughs> um. Okay, so, so I think that's the perfect segue. Just kidding. Perfect. <laughs> Into our house. Speaking of feet, just kidding. <laughs> All right. So, um, so go ahead. Okay. So now we're gonna move on to our houses and like. We said we've got a little bit of a formula going. So yes. we're going to rank these one through 10, starting with 10. And then we're going to give you our, like, how much we liked it out of 10. And then how scary it was out of 10. We're going to touch on some general commentary critiques, if we have any. And then we're going to give you our favorite room or scene or, like, memorable scare from the house. And I know that we have the same number 10 by far. This was the only disappointment in the entire event for me. I completely agree. This one, um, just for context, um, well, first of all, our number 10 is clearly Chucky ultimate kill count for both of us. <laughs> um, it was the first house that we did. And I honestly, in my head, like as I was going through this house, I was thinking to myself, I was like, what has Mary Kay gotten me into? Like, I, know. I, know. I just pay all this money to do like walk through houses like this because honestly it was so disappointing i really and like listen i'm not a chucky fan mary kate's not a chucky fan 
but like we just did not like it. It was so disappointing. It was do you want to do you have a rating out of 10? I gave it a 2. Okay. A solid 2. And what do you give it for scares? I mean, it was my first house, so I didn't really know what to expect, so I was like a little more scared than maybe I should have been. I would say okay. scared-wise it was like a 4. Okay, that's so funny because I gave it a four out of ten, like in general, and I gave it a two for scares. So switch the room, a little flip flop. Isn't that funny? I actually I gave decimal points too because that's just who I am. So I said that's it was just a how four point three, exactly a four point three out of ten overall, and then a two and a half for scares. Okay. I just didn't think that there were enough scares. Which is funny because they said that there were over like a hundred Chucky animatronics in this house. So I was kind of like, if you have that many dolls, some of them should be utilized for scares. And I just, I've said this before, I'll say it again. I don't think Chucky is funny and I don't think he's scary. So those are the two things that he's supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just if, if you're not funny and you're not scary, then what purpose are you serving? And he's like obnoxious. Like he's not like yes. like Eric Cartman is like is like obnoxious, but he's like likable and funny. Yeah. Like Chucky's not likable. He's like obnoxious. Um, he annoys me to no end. And yeah. I understand what Universal was trying to do with like the meta house. So basically the whole idea behind this house was that Universal supposedly set up a Chucky house and they invited Chucky himself to endorse it but then he found out that they weren't actually killing anyone so he took it upon himself to kill Universal workers in the house um and so some of the scare actors were supposed to be like Universal employees that he was killing in front of us I personally thought that the meta thing could have like it's a fun concept but it could have been executed better and i'm not exactly sure how so maybe the meta effect just doesn't fit in this house what are your thoughts I think on it that? Was like, yeah i think it was maybe a little bit too meta to the point where it's like yeah. i don't want to have to like think that hard when i'm doing a haunted house like like and i know there were being <laughs> I, I, it, it was it's a clever idea and, like, I do see what they were doing, but I just thought – it just kind of, like, fell flat for me. And yeah, I will say that, like, there were people, though, like, we've seen reviews, like, where people, like, love this house. So there's definitely yeah. – if if you love the Chucky house, like, I understand. Like, it's, like it's, it's a cult classic, so it's, like, you love it. If you love it, then you're going to love this house. But for you and I who don't care about Chucky at all – um and who actually like dislike him it was just for kind of like this is stupid <clears throat> also so, i do yeah. want to make a note here i want to make a note here that neither of us i have seen the original child's play i don't think you've seen that right i haven't seen any <laughs> by okay. choice so i the first movie in the entire chuggy franchise sam has seen none of the chuggy franchise and neither of us have watched the sci-fi show so that again could be a reason that it fell flat for us because the people that watch the show are largely the ones that are like, oh, this was an awesome house. They had all the iconic kills from the show. Um, but maybe there were just like some references that went over Sam and I's head. I don't know. Just wasn't 
the house for us. And that's okay. Not every house has to be a winner in our books. It's true. That's very true. I think, yeah. Disappointing. Do you have a favorite scene? If I had to choose a favorite scene, it would probably be the end. No, I'm just kidding. It would probably... No, I'll be honest, Mary-Kate, I don't have a favorite scene. I was like just... It was, since it was the first one, I was like looking all around and I feel like I didn't like soak everything in and I was confused. Like maybe the the scene, the only scene that I can like remember is uh, the woman like in the bathtub getting killed or something <laughs> like that. That's that's my favorite scene too. God, and that's so the funny. reason that that's my favorite scene is because it's a reference to the Bride of Chucky. So the woman in the bathtub is Tiffany Valentine, who dies from being electrocuted in the bathtub, and then she possesses the doll, I think. I've never seen the movie. But I just thought that that was kind of a cool cool callback to The Bride of Chucky. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely the most memorable, because the rest I was just kind of like, okay. (laughs) There was one Christmas scene that, like, kind of smelled a little bit like pine. That was kind of cool, but again, I... Not... It's it, the rest of these houses though this year, like actually it pained me to put my number nine house at number nine because I feel like it was genuinely one of the best haunted houses I've ever been through, but I couldn't put any of the other ones any lower. You know what exactly. I'm saying? I, the rest from here on out, number nine through number one were all really, really, really amazing houses. Yeah. I have no idea what you have as your number nine. I don't think we have the same number nine. I, you might be a little bit surprised by mine. Um, I, for my number nine, I had Oddfellows Twisted Origins. Me too. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So do you want to give your overall rating real quick before we get into it? Sure. I gave this one a 7.7 out of 10 overall, but I gave it an 8.6 for scares. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so I gave it a six out of 10 overall. And then for okay. scares, I gave it a 7.5. Okay. Cool. So, um, let me just go ahead and tell you, I, I think that the, I love like the idea of like the spooky carnival slash circus. I know it's overdone and it's like one of the most basic themes but I just I really like it so I really liked yeah um how they did like kind of like the spooky demented like I loved going into that room of um where there were all those uh mirrors and you were I knew watching it I knew get ready like, wa- yeah, like watching people get like yeah. or, it was like it was the dress the dressing room um it was a dressing room with a bunch of clowns at Saturdays. yes yes exactly I don't know why I couldn't describe what I was trying to say <laughs> but I loved that okay. I thought the set was awesome um yeah like really like as you're walking through like you do feel like you're in like all these different like rooms of a circus tent I the reason that it couldn't go any higher for me was because like yeah there were some scares but like it wasn't particular like honestly now that I'm saying it out loud I want to give like a six for scares because like I there were only a couple times that freaked me out and then like Otherwise, it was just kind of like, ooh, like, this is cool. And, and um, there were also a couple times, I told you this, Mary-Kate, I think it was with this house, um, 
were like, like, uh, <laughs> we were, where they would like the scare actors <laughs> would like have like you know the, the music's on a loop, so, like the vo- like the things that they say are on a loop, so they they have to like do the scare and like mouth the words no matter what. So I would like yeah. see behind me out of the corner of my eye, like a poor scare actor, like doing the scare and like acting it out, but there would be no one behind them <laughs> or no, no one watching it because like we were like the last ones. Cause we were there. It had to have been like one thirty AM. And for some reason, like that just it made it like less scary for me. Cause like, I just thought it was so funny and like a little bit cringy. Like it's not, it's not the actor's fault, but it was so funny seeing them like jump out and like go like full out. Like, no one was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, it was. You told me about that one. Yeah. Um. So those so those are my that's my reasoning. But I had to get really nitpicky if I was gonna write these. So that's how I did it for this one. You have to pick them apart, or else I wanted everything to be, if not number one top five you know what I'm saying yeah. mm-hmm. so it's funny that you started off with like the carnival theme like how you like the carnival theme because typically I don't like carnival themed horror houses I think oh. that they're like I think they're overdone mm-hmm. clowns freak me out but I just not to the point where I want to be in a house with them you know what I'm saying like they freak me out (laughs) in the sense of the 2016 clowns chasing me with knives and the John Wayne Gacy trope (laughs) you know what I'm saying yeah clowns Mm -hmm. in a haunted house don't really scare me I just for whatever reason but this was so much more than a carnival themed house because you got to see like all the lore behind Dr. Oddfellow you got to see his origins so (laughs) Like Sam said, our first run through was the end of night one. It was literally, I think, probably 2 a.m. We'd walked 15 miles and the line to to get to this house, there was no one in line. It was a walk right in. Um, But the like line to get there was probably, this is not an exaggeration, half a mile to a mile long. Um, Yeah. And by the time we... By the time we got there, both of Sam and I had reached this level of delirium that we were like, you know what? They could probably come at us with actual knives and neither of us are going to be scared right now because all we want to do is go home and go to bed. You know what I'm saying? So like, we were so done. We were so done. But we were like, it was like that Harry Potter audio. It was like, you have to keep drinking, remember? We were like, last <laughs> house, like you said. Except we were both we were both Dumbledore in that situation because neither of us wanted to keep drinking. Yeah. We had to get all of them done. We had to get all 10 houses in the first night. But we did it again our second night at the event and the second run through was infinitely better. My yes. one critique was like, they did advertise about this house that Jack the Clown, who's like the icon of Halloween Horror Nights, like yeah. he was going to be kind of featured in the house. And I actually missed it our first run through, like the scene with Oddfellow killing Jack. And I barely caught it the second time around. It was like a projection with a silhouette, which I was like, if you're going to come out and say like, oh, this is like, like Jack is going to be in this house, put Jack in the house. It's not like you don't have the costume. It's not like you have to make another costume. Put him up on that stage with Oddfellow and have him reenact the killing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I completely agree. It was kind of like a cheap, it was like a cop out. A little bit. 
but I thought the scenery was awesome and so were the set and costume designs. Um, my favorite scene was also the hallway with the vanities and the clowns because there were a lot of static figures, but then there were a couple that like jumped out at you, which it was kind of a theme. They use that trope a lot. I think in at least two other houses that I can think of this year. And I got to say, it gets me every time. It never gets old because I'm always yeah. waiting for one to jump out at me and then they get me from the other side. But I definitely thought Dr. Oddfellow's Twisted Origins, it was miles, leaps and bounds above Chucky, but I had to put it at number nine because all of the rest of them were just so good. I completely agree. That is the perfect way to put it. Um, okay, number eight, I feel as if we might have the same one. Do you want to go ahead and say what your number eight was? I, if, if it's not the same one, I think you're going to be surprised by this. Okay. But I think we have the same one. Um, my number eight was The Last of Us. Close, mine, mine was not. So you go ahead. So I ranked this house a 7.9 out of 10 overall, and I gave it a 6.7 for scares. Because this was a very, like, jump-scare-heavy house. Um, And I just want to stress, I know that this was number one on my hype list. I was not disappointed by this house. This house was everything I thought it was going to be. And more, everything else just exceeded my expectations. And I can't, like, stress that enough. You know what I'm saying? I could... Mm -hmm. You know how they, I don't know if this is like something that everyone else gets on their TikTok for you page or it's like just me, but people will post and they're like, what is your like, I guess, I guess the way I can equate this is like, what's your Roman empire? This year's Halloween nights is my Roman empire. I could talk about this topic and we are right now for an hour, hour and a half straight. Like, and I I will. Everyone, every single detail. I want. I am so excited to sit down with my sisters and show them like all the walkthroughs of the houses because I know they'll appreciate it. But yeah, I don't want to drive anyone crazy with it, so I have to like rein myself <laughs> in. You know. But that's what this is for. That's what this rundown is for. This is gonna help me get it out of my system a little bit, so I'm a little bit more bearable to be around. But it's, you know ne- what it's never gonna be truly out. It's like it's in your veins now. Exactly. I've been injected with the drug that is Halloween Horror Nights, and I'm a dirty baby. I'm addicted. So, anyway. Alright, the costumes were, let me get this, let me put this out there. Phenomenal. I mm-hmm. loved the clicker and the stalker masks. I thought the makeup was crazy good. Mm-hmm. I know that you mentioned that you didn't like this about the house, but I thought it was kind of neat how people were kind of like half transformed. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you could still kind of see the person that they were before they got infected. So they still had regular street clothes on, but now they have fungi coming out of their head. So I thought that was pretty <laughs> cool. Um, And I thought the dedication was crazy to put all that time and effort into making not one but two full body bloater suits yeah the thing was crazy i just wish that they had the bloater as a jump scare because we talked about this after the house he was just kind of like standing there and as we walked out of the house which i was kind of like 
this like you definitely would have gotten me but i guess maybe they want to kind of put that on display and they don't want it to be like a fleeting scare you know what i'm saying right but but that's it i also want to point out that sam and i have both just seen the show and we haven't played the game but i do have to say what brought this down a little bit for me and this is not the house's fault but there is one scene in a bathroom and oh, here we go. Yeah, this was bad. This was bad. I I have to tell this story because it literally took away from my experience and no way in he- I'm Actually, hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself. So I was in this bathroom scene and I guess something scared me and I like took a deep breath. But at the same time, they're in the house. They're blowing down like little chunks of like foam or something that are supposed to be the cordyceps spores. And I took a deep breath at the wrong moment and I got like a piece of foam or like something stuck in my throat. So I was like coughing the entire house. I felt like I couldn't breathe a little bit. No, that like absolutely did affect your experience though. Because like you were struggling for air. (laughs) It was really, I was was going to asphyxiate more than like the clickers were going to get me. But I just thought that the... um, I was just gonna say you yes. probably felt like you were um turning like you were like doing getting like the transformation to turn into a clicker or something. I was I was in fact infected in the Last of Us house. <laughs> you heard it here um, first. <laughs> I thought that the graffiti on the walls was also really cool. It like made me feel like I was in a very urban setting. They had the very famous like they didn't suffer scene with sam and henry and i thought the recorded lines like bringing back in the actors who voiced them in the game was another level of dedication my favorite scene i think was the ending scene that had the joel and ellie static figures and ellie's like you're alive joel and joel's like i think it's time we quit this place and that takes place like inside the burning house at the end of the Pittsburgh QZ. So I thought that was, re- I was really hoping that they were going to have that scene, especially because it's featured in the show. So I recognized it when the whole house like implodes and like clickers and bloaters. And that's where we see the bloater in the show. And that's where we saw the, like the bloater in the house. It was just a cool like connection there. Um, I do have to say, and this is the last thing that I will say about this house Sam and I had the express pass for the first night and we didn't have it for the second night. No way in hell would I be waiting 200 plus minutes to go in this house. The wait was ridiculous. I mean, even with the express pass, we we waited at least like 30 minutes, I would think. Yeah, probably. I It was the and the wait time definitely affected my ranking because like had I been able to go in there twice, like I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more because all of the houses that we were able to do twice ranked higher typically for me yeah yeah that's actually quite interesting so my um for the i did the last of us at number seven so i'm just gonna if you don't mind a skip ahead real quick skip past my number eight real quick so i can just because you pretty much covered everything that i was thinking um for last of us the reason that it got higher than my number eight is because i just thought it was so much more memorable than the one um that i have for number eight okay um I thought that the bloater at the end was incredibly awkward. Like I literally like 
that's like playing back in my mind and he was just like standing there like it's so awkward like I almost felt bad for him um and then my favorite scene was definitely I like I know that you were asphyxiating during the bathroom scene but I loved it and it was so realistic and I swear like I don't know if it's just like the placebo effect but I felt like it smelled like a bathroom in there um no it definitely did yeah, so I just thought it was so well done. I kind of felt like I was in the show. Um, so I loved it. it I gave neat. that one. I gave it overall um a seven out of ten overall, and then um for scares I gave it a six just because like that that bloater like <laughs> like ruined it. <laughs> Literally just standing there, like his handler was like right there too. Like I swear. <laughs> also. T- Yes. <laughs> you know how at Disney it's like the, like like the handler, like the character handler for like Aurora. It's the handler for the bloater. I was like, okay. It made it look like he was I'm, like a celebrity, like at a meet and greet. Okay, I. I went back and I watched a walkthrough of the house today just to refresh my memory, and like. He was still, like, kind of standing just at the end. But, like, he definitely, like, attempted to scare the people, like, when we walked past him. He was, like, literally just standing He's there. Done. He was so done. <laughs> Wait, okay, I need... Maybe after this, after we're done recording, I need to look... I need to watch a Last of Us walkthrough um, of the house because I have to see that bloater again. Because that was so, so funny. funny. It's so good. Um, he was standing there, like, you know the meme that's, like, the teddy bear, and he's like, Mom said it's my turn to play on the Xbox. Like, <laughs> yes. Yes. Same vibe. Same vibe. <laughs> Same vibe. Same he was vibe. standing there, like, Mom, I grew up. I know, exactly. And I was like, I'm not your mother. Um, okay, what was so your then my, So my number eight was Exorcist, because... I, yeah, I figured it was going to be flip-flopped. Exorcist, the reason that it was not as good for as Last of Us for me is because I just found it more forgettable than The Last of Us. Yeah. Like, I remember a couple of scenes. I, um, I mean, okay, so overall for Exorcist, I gave it a 6 out of 10. And for scares, okay. I gave it a 7.5 because I did think it had some really good scares. Um, yeah. I like how they take you, th- I mean, luckily you and I had seen the movie like two days before. So the plot was fresh in our head. Um, They take you through the forest where they're looking for the two little girls. Um, They take you, you know, like into, I think it was like the psych ward or wherever they were when they're like um, possessed and going crazy. Um, They take you into like the house where the exorcism is being performed and there's all the actors. Um, There's a couple, I think there's a couple scenes in the house where they're exercising them and like the girls either floating or like up on the, up on the ceiling or something. But see, that's, yeah. like, my thing is, like, I don't really remember all of it. Like, it just wasn't as memorable as um, everything that I put above it. Um, but I my favorite scene, yeah. I, I did like being um, inside the house because it did look similar to the set from the movie. And I yeah. loved that fireplace. There was, like, a fireplace and, like, it smelled like fire and there was smoke. Oh, yes. Yeah, I um, thought about that. Yeah. So that, I thought that was, like, a really nice touch. So I liked this one a lot. Um, but... Eh, like I could take it or leave it like compared to everything that's 
higher than it. Right. And I feel like a broken record, but when I'm saying like, like when you say like, take it or leave it, like if you put this haunted house at any other haunted attraction, you'd be like, wow, that was an awesome house. The exorcist house. I felt like I was in the movie. Like, right. And same with like, even like Oddfellow, like if I went to Oddfellow if we saw Oddfellow, like we would be like, oh my god, like that was the craziest thing ever. But it's just because everything around it is so professional. Exactly. So Exorcist was my number seven. Um, I gave it an eight point one out of ten for overall, and I gave the scares an eight point seven. Nice. I thought this was a very scary house. Um, I also think seeing the movie beforehand made it a hundred times better because I understood what was going on. And I th- I could describe this as like a walk through the house without spoilers. Does that make sense? Yes. Like there's not a yes, huge ton of spoilers. Sense. Especially because the movie has a pretty big twist at the end that the house did not have. So even if you've been through the house and you're like, all right, I've seen everything that it has to offer. I would recommend go going to see this movie. It was much better than I thought it was going to be. Um, I was confused yes. as to why the demon was visible in the house because oh, yeah. he's not in the movie. And he seemed like a pretty big um like selling point on the merch for this house. And yeah, so when I went to go see the movie, I was like, where is this demon, this like three-eyed demon that everyone's been talking about? And he just wasn't there um, yeah. in the movie. So I guess it was because they needed more scare actors. You can only be scared by Angela and Catherine so many times. But it was just kind of like a little bit of a confusing plot point for me personally. Yeah, that's funny. I didn't even like think of that. But you're right. Like, it doesn't really make sense. But I, I guess that, yeah, like you said, like, they have to have more scares. Um, and Which also one I'm more thing. Creative choice. You know? Oh, yeah, same. Um, one more thing that I wanted to mention from this one that was really cool. It starts, where Where does the movie start again? What country are they in? Haiti. Yeah, so the, the house starts in Haiti, and it's like you're at, like, an outdoor market type of thing, and it's really, really That's cool. Awesome. So I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, that one, that may have been my favorite scene. There were a couple of other scenes that I thought were really cool that weren't exactly my favorite. Um, But I thought the forest scene in the beginning when they're looking Mm -hmm. for the two little girls was really creative because that's, like, not a huge scene in the movie. Like, it maybe goes on for, like, ten minutes. Um, Right. if, If that... And so it's not, like, a huge plot point in the movie, but it was a really cool room. Like, it smelled like pine. They had a lot of use of the pine scent. Um, yeah, they did. In this, in this year's Halloween Horror Nights. But there, I was scared by, like, police officers coming out of the, the woods. Mm. So the, that was creative placement of the scare actors. I also liked how they included the scene where they found Angela and Catherine in a barn. I thought that was really cool oh, and, like, yeah. a good use of space. You know? I'll be honest, I don't even remember that. It was right when you get out of the forest scene. It's, like, very brief, but they're, okay. like, huddled in the corner, and they're, the floor is covered in straw, and there's, like, okay, animals all around. Okay. Um, but Ooh. my favorite scene was the scene that's on all of the merchandise, where they're, like, sitting back-to-back in two chairs, and one of them is levitating in the air. I thought that was yeah, really that was cool, awesome. really nicely done. Um, and after seeing the movie, it just kind of brought 
everything together nicely. I also love the Exorcist theme song, so I thought that playing towards the beginning and end of the house was awesome. Um, and then obviously you exit through hell, what's supposed to be hell or like the demon lair. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just want to note again that it probably only ranked this low because we only got to run it two. We only got to run it once. Yeah. Once. yeah. Right. So, exactly. Otherwise, we would have seen even more and remembered even more. Exactly. It probably would have been more memorable. All right. Now we're kind of getting to like, this is, this is for me when the rankings not started to get really hard because they were already really hard already, but I knew that these were going to be my top like six. I just had to figure right. out what order this was, you know? Yes, I completely agree. Um, my, I know my number six is going to be way higher on your list. Um, I have a, I so. Yeah, so my number six, and I'm not going to go into too much detail because I know this one is one of your favorites. So I'm going to let you do the the juicy tell, like the the big telling of it. Um, okay. But my number six was Dueling Dragons. Yeah. Um, I gave it a seven point eight for uh overall, and then I gave it a six for scares. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It really wasn't scary. I mean, there were a couple like no, no. jump scares. Um, I loved how you got to pick your fate even though we lost both times um i don't know i mean listen i really liked it i thought it was so cool i loved the forest i loved being in like the dungeon and being in like the different layers i loved seeing like uh the rapunzel that had been like shot or whatever and she was like hanging out of the tower like there were some like funny ish moments Yeah, yeah i just like and also the costumes were awesome the only reason i gave this number six is because everything else I thought was scarier. Like this was definitely like one of the least scary houses, which is why it wasn't quite as high for me, but it was so unique. It was so unique and I really liked it. And that's all I'll say for now. Cause I know I, you'll give us more detail. Yeah, I definitely, I have this ranked a little bit higher, so I won't say as much. And I think You'll probably have my next one ranked a little bit higher too. So mm-hmm. I'll I'll just kind of give a brief overview. Um my number six is Yeti Campground Kills. Okay. Um I gave it an eight point eight out of ten overall, and I gave it a seven point three for scares. It kills me that I have to put this house this low. I <laughs> love this house i loved it it was great scares great costumes it was the perfect mix of like gory and hokey that it was just like a fun house the lake scene in yeti is probably one of my favorite scenes in the entire event um so basically you like this is the only scene that i'm going to describe in detail but you like walk out onto what's supposedly like a porch and you have like a house on your left and then over to your right it looks like a lake like full of water and there's like bodies floating in the lake but it looks so incredibly realistic and as you're so immersed in looking at the bodies in this lake a huge yeti pops out of the house on your left and gets you so good i thought this was so fun um it smelled realistic too there was pine it was just like an awesome and unique house. Loved it so much. 
I wish that they would do a cryptid house because this just left me wanting more Yeti. You know. Yeti or not. So this is actually the perfect segue because number five for me was Yeti. So I'm going to perfect piggyback off of what you said um, and say, yeah, actually we had very similar ranking. We had very similar like scores. I gave it an eight out of 10 overall and I gave it 7.6 for scares. I loved how it wasn't like the same Yeti every time. Like each Yeti looked a little bit different. Like they were different colors, different sizes. Um, I loved, like you said, that pine smell was really cool. The scenery was awesome. Even like, I know how we were saying in Oddfellows Twisted Origins, it seemed like kind of like a cheap, like a cop out um, when they showed him killing Jack with like the projected screen. However, I loved how they did that projected screen where it looks like you're looking into the RV, seeing a Yeti kill the person. That was the way to do it. Like if you're going to use the screen, like that's the way to do it. Um, yeah, the, like you like the face in the in the coals was crazy. The um the lake scene was crazy. The part where there's like the little yeti and then like someone's like killing the little yeti and then like a big yeti comes to get him. Um, it was just it was the perfect amount of funny and scary. Um, yes, completely agree. And I just thought it. I don't. I just it was real. It was so fun. Like that was a really fun one. That, like, you were screaming, but you were also, like, scream laughing. Totally agree. Um, and I know that, like, Yetis, I know they, isn't it, I know it's, like, an inside joke between the, um, like, the people that produce and create the yeah. stories for Halloween Horror Nights. So I hope they continue to do stuff like that, where it's, like, not just, um, like, monster or, um, like, demon houses. Like, there's one that's, like, a little bit silly and a little bit, like cryptid i don't know yeah i loved it yeah it was a fun house like i wish that they would do like i know that this year in hollywood they did like monsters of latin america i wish mm-hmm. they would do cryptids of like the continental united states because i think seeing the jersey devil and mothman and bigfoot in a house all together would send me into orbit personally <laughs> I would also like to see that. All right. My number five was Stranger Things. But I think it's important that you listen to my rating on this one. I gave this a 9.1 out of 10, which means that all of my top five houses are in the nines. That's that's just crazy. That is. That's pretty crazy. That's crazy, crazy, right? But for so scariness, on. I'm going to give it like, I'll, I'll give it like a 6.5 out of 10, I think. Yeah, that's um, fair. And I'm, I, it's number five, but I'm really like, not totally sure. I have some ideas, but I'm not totally sure what could have made this house better. I thought it was great. Um, I thought that personally, I would have included Max in the graveyard scene. Cause I think that's one of the more iconic scenes from the event. And you do see it yeah. from afar. But it's like a projection, sort of. I just thought, I thought for sure that scene was going to be in there, and it wasn't, so I was a little bit surprised. But yeah, it, it worked well without it, too. Um, my favorite scene was when you enter Vecna's mindscape, and you see, like, Chrissy and Fred Benson, and the clock, and 
Vecnas are just popping out everywhere and getting you <laughs> on the left and right and whatever else. Um, or I also really loved Eddie and Dustin when they're battling the Demobats and there's like Master of Puppets is blaring and it's yeah. just like such a hype room, you know, you're like, you almost forget that Eddie dies because you're like, yeah, like, get him! Get him! <laughs> I loved the Robin and Steve cameos because they're two of my favorite characters. That um, was so cool. The Vecna static figure. I want to talk about this boy. Where he has, like, it's the scene in the season that he's, like, kind of levitating and he's got all those tubes coming out of his back. Ew, you know yeah. Yes. That static figure, I thought, was actually a person dressed up like him because it was so realistic looking that I was shocked to find out that it wasn't a live person in there because he was, like, breathing and, like, jerking. It, like, it was just that part alone made this house so sick, you know? It, like, at, it, it got it to, like, a solid 8 before and then everything else just got it to the 9.1. Like, yeah, that was crazy. Exactly. And that one was cool because then, it's, like, you think that it's going to be a real person, so you're, like, waiting for a jump scare, and then it doesn't happen, because there's, it's not a person. That's what Universal's so good at, is they're so good at directing your attention to something, and then scaring you from the other side. You know what I'm saying? Which maybe is why I feel like these haunted houses are so much scarier than any of the other ones I've ever gone through. Yeah, completely agree. They're the master of scares. So, I do also just want to say, I got scared by Jason, who's like the jock character, like probably one of my worst scares of the entire event. He got me so good. And then his death scene was the very next room. So I was like, (laughs) sucks to suck. Yeah, you're like, you gotta um, come in. Exactly. Uh, The opening, opening scene with Chrissy and Eddie's trailer was a banger. That's how you start off with a bang, I think. And even before you enter, even before you enter the RV where they have the Stranger Things music, which is just so nostalgic for me because Mm -hmm. it's like, I've been watching the show for like five or six, seven years now. And so that just (laughs) takes me right back to Stop, you're gonna make me cry. It's also, like, an explanation of Vecna. I think Dustin is, like, voicing over the explanation of Vecna. The only thing that I do wish we had gotten was, like, a scene from inside the Russian prison. Because I think that would have been cool. But that's my only critique. Well, honestly, I completely agree. Especially, yeah, that's my only critique, too. If we could have just had the Russian scene. But I guess they wanted to keep it all, like, in the same place. Um. So yeah, my number four was Stranger Things. So we're Perfect. kind of like, yeah, we're act- this is actually going quite well. Um, I gave it an 8.2 yeah. overall and I gave it 6 out of 10 for scares. Just because I didn't really, the only thing that actually freaked me out, like that gave me a scare, like you said, was, who what is, what's his name? Jason, the blonde kid. Jason, yeah. Yeah, that freaked, that was, that was a good, that was a really good scare. We both got scared at that one. Oh, um, good. So that was great. Um, I loved seeing the characters. They actually did a pretty good job um, casting people that looked very similar to yeah. 
the actors. So that was really cool. Um, yeah, I, I loved the, um, scene in Eddie's trailer. Like that was so cool. And like the mannequin that they used for Chrissy was so creepy and realistic looking. And yeah, it's like, on it, totally the it was so cool. And Vecna, you know, he's just like gross and creepy already. So like any scene that he was in, like, even if it wasn't a jump scare, it was still scary. Um, agreed completely so agreed. that was great I, that was anyone who is a stranger things fan would definitely think that that house uh did the show justice i i completely agree and i texted my one sister who's like a huge stranger things fan the second we got out of that house and i was like you would love that house so we gotta go when there's like a season five house if there is one i'm sure there you will know. be again i'm give it three years i bet in three years there will be yeah, so we have to make a point to go that year. Even though I'm Absolutely. hoping this becomes an annual trip. I know, as am I. As am I. Okay, Mary Kay, give me your number four. I think it's your number four, right? Yeah. My, yeah, my number four is Dueling Dragons, and I gave that a 9.3 mm-hmm. out of 10, but for scares, I gave it a 6.4. This house yeah. was very clearly for you like long time universal fans but i also yeah. loved how the story was accessible to everyone i never rode the original dueling dragons ride i did ride it when it became harry potter themed but it was easy to figure out what was going on and then mm-hmm. also like the discovery universal podcast also helped but yes that um, did help a lot it was really fun to choose i loved choosing between the two different fire and ice we did once fire once ice lost both times doesn't matter <laughs> it's really like that sometimes apparently when you win not that we would know because we're losers um no. merlin like, <laughs> he's merlin is standing at the exit of the house being like oh thank you your bravery has saved the realm the ending that Sam and I got both times was either Blizzrock, who is the ice wizard, or Pyrock, the fire wizard, holding Merlin's decapitated head. So <laughs> that was that was crazy, and it was Not so realistic looking. It looked so realistic. Why was it? It didn't have to be that realistic looking. No, um, but. When Sam and I walked out of the house, I was like, oh, I can't believe we won. And she was, what are we talking, what are you talking about? Like, we very clearly lost. Like, he was holding up Merlin's head. And I was like, yeah, but I, like, thought we were on the side of the wizard. So, like, if Merlin's dead. I was like, no, I don't think that we're supposed to be evil going into this. Like, I think we're supposed to be the good guys going. Like, of course, Mary Kate assumed we were the evil people. I was like, excuse me. (laughs) So, you know, I guess it depends how you look at it. Because if you look at it. The way you were looking at it, we won both times. Exactly. I tend to be an optimist, so yeah, I still think we got the cooler ending, to be personally honest with you. No, we but definitely did get the cooler ending. That's what I'm saying. And I would have liked to get one of each, but I'm not complaining. At least we did get to see Merlin's head. Twice. Twice. We really um, got to study did- that puppy up close. <laughs> So the first time Sam and I ran through this house, we were in front of uh, two teenage girls. And I'm going to try to be as nice as possible. They were um, annoying. They, yeah, annoying is a good word. 
um, like grabbing onto us and, and all the scare actors were kind of like targeting them because they were putting on such a show. Yeah. Uh, but it, it totally took away from the experience. So like, if you're going through haunted houses, just be mindful of the people around you. And not like, that, if um, you don't not- know someone, don't like, don't like grab onto them. Like, I promise they don't think it's cute. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> That's true. Also I true. Like, not? Um, so I was very disappointed with the house the first time through. Then we did it a second time through with um, infinitely better surroundings and the house totally yep. redeems itself. I thought a really neat like little Easter egg was Merlin's book that's like on display partway through the house. His book of spells has the odd fellow symbol in it, which I didn't notice, but that was reading like a Reddit thread on the house and they posted a picture of it and I noticed it in like the top corner or somewhere on the book. And it's like a cool theory that like his Oddfellow's power like goes all the way back to Merlin's times. That that is really, really cool. I love how they integrated Oddfellow into a couple of the houses this year. Yeah, but- I feel like pretty much pretty much all the um original houses they seem to have him in it in some way yeah. or another, which was cool. Yeah, it was pretty neat. I loved I loved seeing that that cohesiveness. Um, as far as favorite scenes go in Dueling Dragons, I did love the entrance that was like Merlin as a tree. It was like big wooden oh, Merlin. Yeah. Thought that was a really cool prop to have. I loved the castle scene with the Rapunzel with an arrow sticking out of her, like draped Flip. dead out the window. That was thought that was a little like funny like maybe like a little knock me i thought that was yeah funny. right yeah it probably was oh my favorite scene were these two huge massive dragons and they were oh. one was red and one was blue and one was like f- firing fog out of its mouth that was red and one was firing fog that was blue and it totally looked like they were like breathing fire and ice and then getting to walk in between the middle of them that was awesome I, I actually that. forgot about that. I forgot about that part. Yeah, that was awesome. It's a cool it scene. Was, yeah, it was. That was really cool. I totally forgot about that. I'm ashamed. And I think now all of the mystery of our rankings has been taken out of it because I know what your next two are, and I know that we have the same yes. number one. Um. So. So why? So I. Why don't you talk about okay, I'll I'll say my number three is Darkest Deal, and I think that's your number two. Yes, cool. correct. I'll talk about it. Let's talk about that one right now. Okay. So this was three for me, two for Sam. I rated this a nine point five out of ten, and I gave it a nine point three for scares. That's great. I gave it a nine out of ten overall, and then for scares I gave it eight point seven. So we're both okay. kind You're of awesome. in a very similar a very similar realm of rankings. Exactly. So um, this one is really cool. It's obviously Pine Straw Spruce. He sells his soul to the devil so that he can be a famous musician, a famous jazz musician. Or is it blues? Blues, I think. Blues. Mm-hmm. So um, you start, you're in a cornfield and you're watching Pine Straw sign away his soul to the devil or to what do they call him again the collector the collector yes um 
so you're watching him uh, sign that document, and then next you see Pine Straw in a bar, and he's performing. Uh, then you see him. Uh, I don't. Can you tell tell me the order from here? What it's like? Then it's sure. like he's. Then you go into like a typical Louisiana graveyard, right? Which yeah, is- yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was the part where you got a huge jump scare. Oh my god! I I'll tell you about that when I talk about this house. But it was that may have been my number one scare of the event. Like, yeah, in terms of me being most scared. Um, yeah. So then we, yeah, you go into like his old house and you see his mom. You go into um another like dive bar type of place where the collector comes to collect his soul, and he's like, you know, getting Vecna basically. Then you go into a place where it's like you're basically like going to hell, sort of, and you see yeah. Pine Straw. He's like been like, kind of like sucked into the wall, um, and you know, same with like some of the other musicians who sold their souls uh to the collector. There is a demon. It looks, I think it's like a goat demon. I don't know. It's something yeah. fuzzy that if I had to pick any like creature from the entire event that was what scared me the most it freaked me out so bad and honestly it was like it was sort of like a bloater like it didn't do much it didn't like like run around and chase you but there was just something so menacing about it and creepy it reminded me of those animals or those um where the wild things are the characters from that oh yeah Um, so that was that was that was awesome um there's a part I love the Louisiana graveyard. It really felt like you were outside in a graveyard. Um, I loved the part where Pine Straw is getting like his soul taken from the collector, and there's a um, you walk past the piano, and there's a yeah. guy inside the piano, and he scares you. Um, yeah. and the whole story, like you can follow. Like obviously, this is an original story, so you don't have to like watch a movie or anything to understand it. But, like, as you walk through this, it's, like, it's so well done and it tells the story so cohesively that it was – you knew exactly what was going on. And it was awesome and I loved it. Yeah. I completely agree. This house had some of my favorite scares. It does not have my number one scare because that was in our number one house. And Sam knows what I'm talking about. We'll get there eventually. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I could talk about that scare for hours. Um, it's a freaking phenomenal house. Like you said, very easy story to follow. I loved mm-hmm. the opening scene of Pine Straw Spruce signing his soul away because that's where the Discover Universal podcast like leaves off. And so right. it's kind of a continuation of that story. My favorite scene was the ending where you see uh, Pine Straw getting sucked into the wall. I thought that was like a very cool visual to have. Especially because he has his like banjo with him, but then there's also like a keyboard and a trumpet and something, and it's like implying that there were so many other musicians that have sold their soul to this collector, and it all right. ended the same way. Yeah, the graveyard scene. That okay? So picture walking into like a typical Louisiana graveyard, and. There are like these marble statue statues on either side of you. There's like the Spanish moss hanging off a tree. Like it's so picturesque. And I was admiring one of the statues, just being like, wow, that's so cool. 
and I turned my head back in front of me and one of the statues had gotten off its pedestal and was now in my face. I screamed like I've never screamed before. That was genuinely probably the worst scare I have ever gotten in a haunted house ever. That It was a primal whoever, scream. It was. Sam told me, or who told me that? Someone told me that I have like a horror movie scream because it's That's so like, yeah. And I just, that one was. It was like, a it was blood curdling. It, it was, was blood curling. Um, and then there was also just like one little detail that I really liked was there was like a part where you're going into his house and there's like a rocking chair that's rocking on its own. I loved that little detail because it was like, oh, maybe the collector is here, you know? Yeah. Piano stair. Also, piano stair was awesome. That's all I have to say about that. I. Yeah. That was sick. The piano scare was so well done, and you. You don't see it coming. No, not at all, because it looks like a piano, and then all of a sudden there's a demon popping out at you from the inside. Yeah. <laughs> that was so, I was so fun. It was so good. That was a great So problem. I'm actually I'm looking at pictures right now and I'm, it's like reminding me of all the different parts. Like, oh, it was just so good. It was so well done. And like when you sign when he signed the contract and it's like his like signature like lights up, it's sort of like it reminds me of like when Ariel signs like Ursula's contract or whatever. Yes, it totally. <laughs> it's so cool. It's so cool. That was so a, okay. That just... So now, my number two and Sam's number three was Blood Moon Dark Offerings. I Correct. gave this a nine point seven out of ten for overall, and a nine point five for scares. Okay, I gave it an eight point six overall. And I gave it a 9.6 for scares because it really freaked me out. It was it was creepy. So the whole backstory behind this house is that there's a colonial village that some of its members belong to a cult. They're called the lunatics. And they believe that once the blood moon rises, they have to sacrifice the false hearted, who are the people that don't believe in what the lunatics believe in, and sacrifice them so that they we'll have a bountiful harvest next year. Right off the bat, the entrance to this house was my favorite. I actually no, I can't even say that. It was my second favorite, but it was so good because you felt like you were walking into a village. Like they had a sign that said Parish Town and you could see the blood moon rising. Yeah, that was then crazy. You walk right into this like meeting of the cult followers and there's people popping out from the shadows and and the there are characters that are mentioned in the Discovery Universal podcast, which is now like my third plug for this podcast, but it's very good. Um I thought there were a lot of unique scares. There was one room that got me really badly because there's a bunch of bodies on tables and they have like oh, that was crazy stuffed in them. What'd you say? I said that was crazy because I know what you're about to <laughs> I know the scare you're about to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a mirror behind one of the bodies. And so it looks like the room continues on with like a couple of more bodies. But the room ends right there. But there's a scare actor behind the mirror. So it literally looks like he comes out of thin air. And he, that one again got me 
so good. Um, one of the really cool scenes, like this, this one had just a lot of like very creative imagery. It had, um, this one scene where there were little kids, like static figures of little kids playing with an intestine, a human intestine maypole, which was extremely gory, but like, honestly gave me a little bit of a laugh because uh, it was, it was such an intense house that you needed like a little break that you were like, Oh my God. Are those intestines? And it's yeah, funny because exactly. you were you noticed that they were intestines. The first time you told me that after our first walkthrough, I had no idea what you were talking about. I was like, I remember a maypole. And so then, of course, I had to look closely. And in fact, lo and behold, there were intestines. <laughs> intestines. So that was creative, exactly. I thought, too. Yeah. Um, um, go right ahead. Okay, so I was just going to say, yeah, this one, this one was awesome. It was so gory. So, so, so gory. But they did it in a way that was, like, it was, like, creative, I want to say. Like, for example, like, you know, there's, like, the girl who's, like, her arms are out and she's, like, tied up almost in, like, a crucifix position. Um, But she's got, like, the candle wax. She's got the candle wax um, dripping down and it looks so realistic. You have that thing at the end. Um, I'm trying to find a picture of it so I can describe it. But it's, like, all the bodies, like, in, like, a in like a like I don't know they they put all the bodies together and like form them into like a giant you know what I'm talking about a, yeah, a pyre it, maybe like a pyre yeah it's it's shaped like a human and I think it's okay. like the base is made of straw but there are human body parts tied to all the straw parts so there's like one scene earlier in the house where you're inside this chapel and this is another one of those static figures where you're not sure which ones are static figures and which ones are going to jump out at you. Great. Yes. But on the board in like the front of the chapel, they have this diagram that's like proper offering to the blood moon or something. I'm paraphrasing. Uh And it's like heart of the disbeliever and like arm of the one that denies the moon or like whatever. And they have it like diagrammed out. So it looks like a human being. They've labeled like all these different parts and then at the oh. end, they've sacrificed so many people that they're able to create this giant human-esque Frankenstein of Ew. all the different human body parts. It's I, so I don't know if it's a, good, a good explanation of that, but definitely. No, that's what, I think that's the best way to describe it. It's so creepy. It is creepy. It's freaky. That one was a great house. Yeah, it it was just, you really do, you feel like you're outside uh, and you're, you know, walking through this village. I don't know. It was just so well done. And like when there's that bell ringing in the distance, it like adds to the ominous tone. Yeah. And then you get to see the, the lunatic that's in the bell tower ringing the bell later on. And he's got that bag over his head, which is like really creepy. Yeah. Oh, so creepy. I love this house. Oh, and this is another house that they incorporated the odd fellow symbol into. So there's speculation as to whether or not like that symbol was what caused the lunatics to go mad and start sacrificing people, or maybe like Dr. Oddfellow, who was immortal, like somehow was there and like influencing these people. Pretty neat. Well now that right? we've seen 
And now that we've seen how in-depth the creators go, I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) Not at all. Yeah, not at all. It wasn't like a one-off, let's just throw this in here. It was like... Right, yeah. That was on purpose. It's always on purpose. Yeah. Always. Is it time to talk about our favorite house? Because I'm dying to talk about it. I think it is time to talk about it. I'm going to let you go first and share your thoughts on it first because you put it number one at your hype list and you were absolutely correct. Okay, thank you for the honor. I would love to go first. Um, We both put uh, Monsters Unmasked as our number one pick. I had to, of course, give this one a 10 out of 10. For I was going to be cutesy and give it an 11 out of 10, but I'm going to stick with the classics. It's a 10 out of 10. Um, scare wise, I would give it scare wise, I would give it like a 9.5. Um, yeah, you know, I, you know, I'll give it like a 9.7. I don't know. Like it was so, it was the perfect amount of scares. Um, as you know, as I said in the original, um, when we were giving our original rankings, I am a musical theater girl through and through. So I really <laughs> appreciated all the musical theater characters. Um, I loved the beginning, how you start off and it's raining. Like there was literally rain pouring down to make you feel like you're in London. Um, There's a police officer on top of the bridge and he's yelling at you. He's like, it's not safe. Get back. Or I guess he's not. I don't. I think he did have a British accent, which is weird because they were in France. I think he had a French accent. I think he had a French accent. That's that's fair enough. (laughs) Um, So... You go into the Paris Opera House, which was, of course, my favorite part. I loved the Paris Opera House. It smells like flowers, um, like they pump in the smell of flowers. You go into a couple of the different boxes and you see the victims of the Phantom. Uh, you go past a door where, like, Christine is, like, trying to get out. Like, like the, um, the door is locked and there's, like, a chair in front of it. And she's, like, pushing to try to get out and screaming, which is really cool. And the Phantom, part. there must have been, like, ten phantom scare actors because he was like around every corner and he really got us and especially um if you've like seen the musical phantom of the opera i'm sure it's in the book too um where like the mirror it's like a big the mirror is like a big plot point and like she can see him in the mirror and there were i think like two or three mirrors where you it looks like it's a mirror and then it's not and then he pops out and it's really scary um so that was awesome And then, of course, that was, like, definitely, like, my favorite by far. Like, I would have done, like, an entire house of, like, just the Phantom and been happy. But um, the Invisible Man was awesome. It was really cool when you're in, like, the dark room. um, And he looks like he's invisible in certain parts where he doesn't have the wrapping on. Um, And then Jekyll and Hyde was terrifying. He's, like, ripping someone's spine out at some point, which was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Quasimodo was definitely scary he had one jump scare that was um quite scary but mary kate i'm gonna let you take over from here you're gonna let me talk about the best scare of the event yes because it was crazy and i think it left an imprint on both of us i i'm gonna take it and run with it there's a part where you come out of the catacombs so you like sam said you go into the catacombs you come out into the phantoms opera box you go back onto the streets of paris um then you go through like 
the Jekyll and Hyde's part, then you come out of the streets and it looks like you're looking up at Notre Dame and Quasimodo's on the balcony and he's just kind of like standing there and you're like, whoa, that's like a really cool visual. Like that is awesome. The facade of Notre Dame is great. You go to walk through underneath Notre Dame Quasimodo is strapped to a bungee cord, so he jumps off the balcony and, like, is probably, like, a foot, two feet from your head, but you literally think you're that he's gonna fall on top of you. It is the sickest scare I have ever seen in any haunted house. I could talk about it for hours. Both Sam and I knew that it was coming, and it, sometimes with, like, the, the spacing, you don't get it exactly. We were directly underneath him both times we did this house when he jumped. And I think that's what sold number one, at least for me. I was obsessed with this. Like how, I don't know how they were able to do that or who came up with that idea, but it was so freaking cool, especially because Quasimodo isn't like necessarily like a scary character. So it really like solidified him and you're like, oh, this is why they put him in there. It was crazy. Yeah, no, that was such a great house. This is the house that every haunted house should strive to be. I thought that there was a um, silhouette with Christine like ripping off the Phantom's mask. And then, of course, there was like the half opera mask that was like kind of subtly featured in like the beginning of the house. That was awesome. Invisible Man was based directly off the night, the, gosh, not 19, the, I don't know what year it was written, the H.G. Wells novel, The Invisible Man, um, where he has like band-aids wrapped around him. So you walk into this pitch dark room that's just lit up with black light. And it's again, the static figures and you're not sure which Invisible Man is real and which one's going to jump out at you. But then you like see one of his victims hanging up on the wall. And then of course, um, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde got both Sam and I so good. Yeah, I almost ran scary. backwards out of the house. The one time he jumped out at me and Sam, <laughs> Sam, did you almost fall or something? You you definitely started good. Yeah, that was, that was really scary. Yeah, who, which one was, was that? I guess that was for Hyde, right? It was, I think it was, I know Hyde was the one that got me. Quasimodo has the one jump scare off of Notre Dame, and then right as you exit that room, he scares you again. So it might have been maybe him, it was that but one. I can't yeah. remember. It might have been that one. Oh my god, it was so scary! There is, it was so good. There's a triple scare at the end of this house where Phantom comes at you from the left, Hyde comes at you from the right, and then as you're exiting the house, Invisible Man like kind of comes right at you. This house. I cannot express how much I loved this house. I wish they would do it at every Halloween Horror Nights. This is your sign, Halloween Horror Nights creators, to give the B-list characters, the B-list monsters, more of a chance to shine because this house could not have been more perfect. Yeah, I completely agree. This is, it is the perfect example of like kind of taking a chance on something like no one goes out and they're like, I really want a house with the Invisible Man. Or like, I really want a house yeah. with Quasimodo. But the, it was just it was just so well done. It was it was perfect. It was, so it was perfect. And it's a tens across the board for me. 
I have not stopped listening to Phantom of the Opera soundtrack. I'm sure that my roommate wishes that I would because I'm trying to hit the notes in the shower and it's not working out. Um, I ordered the Invisible Man off Amazon. I can feel a hyperfixation beginning. Not beginning. It's coming. It's in full swing. It's in full swing. And um, the other night, like, my boyfriend and I were trying to watch, like, figure out a movie to watch. And he was like, oh, like, oh, I don't know what I want to watch. And I was like, how about Phantom of the Opera? And we didn't end up watching it, but, like, trust it's coming soon. You should. You should. It's great. Or watch the 25th anniversary um version. <laughs> Musical version. It's Ooh. better. It's better. It's okay. Really- okay. I'll watch so, that yeah. one. Needless to say, we had the best time ever at Halloween Horror Nights. Um, I don't know how next year is going to top this, but I'm sure it will just continue to exceed our expectations. We had the best time ever. It was so fun. It was so great. Um, Our patrons already have like the inside scoop from when we were at the event. They have our food rankings. Um everything we ate, what we wore, our selfies from the event. Uh, So if you're interested in that, in like the full in-depth backgrounds of the houses too, check out our Patreon. But, and they're going to get this episode probably close to a week early. Um, But yeah, so that's a shameless plug for the Patreon. And now we have to decide what our new Patreon series is. So if you join now, you can help us decide. Yeah, get a now and you get a vote. So I don't make the rules, but But for real Halloween Horror Nights was everything I dreamed it would be and more. It totally put me in the Halloween mood and I think it ruined all other haunted events for me, but in the best way possible. Yes, I completely agree. And the good news is since they have it every year, it's like there's at least one really, really good, one really, really good spooky event that you have to look forward to every year exactly but um that's all i have to say on the event unless you can think of anything else um nothing else just great spooky vibes great time i would go again in a heartbeat um and it was worth my feet hurting for like (laughs) however many days after it was absolutely worth it same when i got back to the hotel room it was like 2 a.m we were like Oh, I know. I was like, I'm oh, never <laughs> best purchase I made on the again. Advil the next morning. But then we did it all again. Uh, two days later, less than two days later, exactly. and it was worth it. So there. So there you go. You heard it from us. Halloween Horror Nights is worth it. Maybe next year we'll do the RIP tour and really give you the behind the scenes scoop. But from two outsiders that don't go every night of the event, I think this is a pretty unique ranking. So, yeah, I hope you guys absolutely. Um, and we are excited to get back to our regular scheduled programming of haunts because this kind of like took yeah. over our lives for a little bit in the best way. Yeah. And we've got some really good ones lined up, so you can expect some awesome episodes coming out soon, some very um haunt heavy ones because I know that we mm-hmm. did Sleepy Hollow, which was very history heavy. So now we've got some creepy haunted places coming to you right in time for like the end of fall. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. So right before the holiday season. Keep is in full swing. Exactly. And 
All right, Thank guys. You for your support. Thanks, everyone. Um, until next time, there's two ghouls. Creeping a real. Ooh. 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 Ooh.